Matt, you, you remember the other stat? Falkirk, this is their 18th game against a full-time team that they've not won. Not just that. Celtic are the only team in Glasgow not to win a league title this year. Oh, oh gee. Did you hear that? Celtic are the only team in Glasgow not to win a league title this season. Amazing. Can you see us now? <laughs> I'm going to be at a fucking cardboard red arrows playing. <laughs> And thank you for joining us on a special episode of Draw, Lose or Draw, where we are going to chronicle our League One clinching 5-0 victory over Falkirk on the 29th of April 2021. Over the next hour, we will take you through that night with the help of Thistle fans speaking as it happened and beyond, starting at 3.30pm with Cammy Gray. All right, lads, Cammy here, uh, and it's 20 past three. Uh, been up since half six. Every single minute of the day has been spent thinking about this game. Going for one point, absolutely buzzing, thinking we're going to skip them 5 0, to thinking we're going to get hammered 4 0 and then lose in the playoffs and stay in League One for the next 10 years of my life. I'm um, going to try and stay as positive as I can. Prediction for the day, I'm going to say. 2-0, both goals at Grudden, for her road at 9pm, get the smoke bombs out. It's currently half past three on uh, on Thursday, just hours before the game. Um, I've been meant to be working all day, uh, but that's just been impossible. All I've done is spend my day listening to podcasts and watching Thistle clips and reading Pie and Bovril and just anything that isn't work. Uh, I can't really take my mind off this game, this game tonight and how massive it is. Um, after the last few years we've been through it, it would just be so nice not to have that typical thistle, twist and turn that we're so used to getting. Um, I suppose we'll find out in uh, in a few hours whether or not that's going to happen, but um, there's just something about this group of players just now that doesn't look as if we can be stopped, but is that the thistle way? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but we'll see I've been going to Thistle games for over 30 years so I'm really happy for anybody that can be optimistic going into any Thistle game never mind a crunch title decider like this uh, after all that time going to Thistle uh, it's just ingrained in me that Thistle are going to find a new way to torture me for 90 minutes and you can see it usually in the rest of the fans when we're all up there uh, but this time when there's no fans there I just wonder hopefully that Thistle that will take the pressure off them a bit because um, we, we always seem to in front of a big crowd find a new way to make a mess of it so I'm hoping that after a terrible start to the season um, I really had given up on this season before the restart but now that the, the team have picked up um, and that we're scoring goals and looking confident I'm really hoping that tonight we're going we're gonna to be able to do it I've got a knot of tension in between my shoulder blades and a slightly queasy feeling but I've also got a, a fridge full of beer just in case David, it's Matt here with my thoughts pre-match. It's ten past five on Thursday night. We're 110 minutes away from kick-off and the title decider. And it's fair to say I'm, I'm very nervous. I, I work, I'm lucky enough to work in a flexi-time job and I've worked as long as possible so I wasn't just sitting in my house shaking. Uh, work for a change was good to take my mind off tonight. And it, it's weird that we're in a position where where I went away from the league and the the feeling is nerves rather than excitement, but that's all. The joys have been a Thistle fan, but I hope when I speak to you again at the time I kick off, I've calmed down a bit, I'll have a few cans in me, and then I hope at full time we'll be in full party mode. Much like you, Matt, I'm uh, very, very nervous. Um, it's been wild seeing all the messages of positivity from all the fans today 
um, it's been really inspiring, especially after the four years we've had of absolute rubbish, to then go on and have this, um, to, to, to have everybody just really, really excited and positive about the team and just the last couple of weeks, it's been wonderful to watch them and stuff like that. And um, when, when it comes down to the crunch, it's, it's, it's terrifying, to be honest, absolutely terrifying, like, as 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 Reese mentioned in the podcast before, I think every official fan in their head has something that says, "We're going to chuck it. We're going to lose, and Falkirk are going to beat us and going to win the title." It's endemic to be an official fan, and I hate it. And I wish it would go away. But like, I'm sitting here at work uh, <laughs> with a two-hour shift, trying to kill away the time. Um, and yeah, it's just it's wild, just absolutely wild that. Just I'm not. I, I missed a lot of the championship season. I didn't go to the Morton game or the Falkirk game or anything like that. So having something like this, even though we can't go, is just it's just wonderful. But I hate it. A wonderful. It's wonderful, but I hate it. That's 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 basically where we're at. Good evening, all. This is Jan Willem Span speaking from Amsterdam. As a part of Thistle supporter living far away from Fairhill, it's obviously not been very easy to keep up with all things Thistle this season. But it's delighted me to see the lads back in action in recent weeks um, and I don't think things could have gone much better on the park and therefore you'd have to give credit to Ian McCall because he's once again looking like leading a team out of League One which he's done before which he's really good at um, which brings us nicely to tonight's game against Falkirk. I'm secretly optimistic and that worries me a little bit but somehow I think we're going to get through tonight I think Partick Thistle will win 2 nothing tonight and that would mean we're back in the championship which at the very least is what Thistle deserve after the harsh treatment last year. So I can only wish everybody all the best to look for tonight. Keep your nerves, Munda Thistle. So this self-proclaimed happy clapper, you know, I even thought, oh, do you know, is Gary Coble that bad? And then I decided he was. And then I was like, oh brilliant, McCall's here, the saviour. But then I was like, oh, come on, man. Things weren't going well. A few weeks ago, I chucked the toys out the pram in a major way. Not another penny was going on in this team until we reached the playoffs, if we get there. Fast forward a few weeks and look where we are. Obviously, absolutely deleted, but also totally shocked and in a way in fear of what the future holds because I do worry have we gone through a proper rebuild to get back to this point? Hopefully the Championship are in a worse state than we are uh, next year and we can challenge there as well. But it's never easy being a Jags fan, but looking forward to it. It's just under an hour till kick-off. I am just back in from a run in my Partick Thistle NHS top and my Thistle-covered running shoes to try and calm the nerves slightly. I've been excited for this game all day, got my uh, Thistle TV pass organised hours ago, checked the tech just to make sure it's all up and running, and I'm pretty gutted that I can't be down at the canal to watch this evening. Um, Would be a great game to actually be at. Mixture of nerves, excitement, fear I suppose, Uh, it is Partick Thistle after all. Um, we have been fantastic the last few weeks, could not have envisaged this three, four weeks ago and just hopefully one last push, as the club have been saying, will get us over the line. I'm James Kearney, I'm the party Thistle correspondent for the Glasgow Times and I was at the Falkirk game. To ask going into that match, uh, probably more than any other reason, uh, I, re- I really wanted Thistle to win for, you know, obviously because I wanted to win the league, I wanted to get promoted, blah, blah, blah. But I think the main reason I really wanted them to win is because if Thistle had drawn that game or lost it, the next game would have been Montrose away. And I don't drive, and it was on a Tuesday night. So I think it was Montrose. Yeah, it was, it was Montrose. Montrose, yeah. So it was just that way of like, oh, I don't, if, I, if Thistle don't win this, I'm going, I, I, I couldn't miss a game where Thistle could potentially win the league if, if it was at Montrose. So I'd have to go there anyway. I'd looked at trains, couldn't have, wouldn't have really been able to get back. So I don't know what the plan would have been, but 
I definitely would have just gone anyway. But so to be honest, that was my main hope going into the game was that Cecil would win just to save me a long and difficult journey <laughs> because I guess I'm quite lazy in that way. It would be the worst sort of circumstances where you're like, oh, James, you're, you're going to go see uh, Fissel win the league. And then you're like, aye, but I need to go on the train. It's going to be like two hours. I will not get back. Ah, uh, you don't you don't want to go into that when you want to see Fissel win the league. You want to be if you're buzzing, but you just feel like sitting there on the train in Montrose, just like, <laughs> like, uh, like, can I get there now? Like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like this season, particularly during the running, uh, I went to a lot of them. Um, particularly after the restart, I'd say actually I went. I'd, I think I went to most of them after that point. But before the restart, I'd been to a handful. I mean, I think the one word that always springs to mind is just sterile. You know, um, it just feels weird playing out in these sort of big, vast stadia that are just completely uninhabited. You know, I mean. There's little bits like, you know, you can maybe hear the players shouting at each other on the pitch a little bit better. I'm a bit of a nerd, so I find that stuff really interesting, just listening to, you know, what sort of instructions they're shouting at each other, what sort of, you know, advice they're giving each other. I really like all that. I mean, there's always, there's been the odd bit of comedy as well, because you can very clearly hear the managers when they're screaming at the linesman or at the referee. And let's face it, Ian McCall is not shy about letting his thoughts be known when it comes to these sort of things. Like, there's been little things like that, which have been good fun, but... Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just, it's obviously there's absolutely zero atmosphere. Obviously, that does, I think, you know, I think that does translate out onto the park. I think the games are maybe a bit less intense. It's not that same uh, sort of inner, <laughs> that same sort of drive, I guess, you know, that same sort of intensity around it all. So I think that, yeah, the environment that it just, it just, just you know, it just doesn't lend itself to a particularly great game of football, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, but you know, as I say, it's I'm, I'm I'm I was incredibly privileged to get to go. I don't want to sound like I'm moaning or anything because I understand people would do anything to have been in my position. So I'm I'm really grateful, and obviously it's been great still being getting to go to games. But there's there's absolutely no question that it's just it's not the same at all. Like there's I know people will say that, and you've heard it a million times. But you know you'll hear it from journalists, you'll hear it from managers, players, coaching staff, like. Um, all of us, we all know it's just it's just not the same. It's really not even close, you know, which is why, I mean, the other day we went away to East Kilbride. There's only maybe a couple hundred Thistle fans there or something like that. And it was absolutely brilliant. Like, even then, that was a pre-season friendly. No one really was that fussed for what's going on in terms of the score or anything like that. There wasn't really much singing or anything. But that's a far, far, far better atmosphere than, um, or far more sort of conducive, uh, a far, far better experience. You know, that's been by far the game I've enjoyed the most in the last, you know, year or a bit or wherever, wherever it's been. And ultimately that was a fairly meaningless one, you know. So I think that it does go to show that, yeah, the that whole line, you know, football is nothing without fans. It's true. It's just, it's pretty dull without them, to be, to be frank. My name is Kieran Ashton and I was up at the canal for the Falkirk game. I went up to the canal because, well, it was, it was probably the first time, uh, well, well, it was the first time um, seeing seen Fissel play since, like, the 10th of March. It was the last game. But the importance of the games uh, that surrounded it, I, I, I felt I just had to go up. It was like, if, if like, going out of my mind, it was like, if we win, if we win the, uh, this game, it would be probably the best night um, that, 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 that I'll ever have, football-wise anyway. So it, it was like... I, I didn't want to miss it, you know what I mean? It's one of the things that you just cannot miss, you know what I mean? I've missed too many um, big Thistle games, you know what I mean? I, I missed um, the, the promotion season. So just I just felt I had to go up. Hey, obviously everyone was very excited about the game, the game to come and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, the, the, the thing that really kind of touched me about it was the fact that there were people that they traveled some distances you know i was speaking to you know a couple of guys that came from airdrie i think a couple of guys came through from edinburgh and i should preface this by saying i think that was against the restrictions at the time you know i'm not not condoning it blah 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 blah. but i think what that does it just it shows you just how important that game is the fact that people would you know against their better judgment you know break Break all these, you know, break these rules to come and stand, you know, somewhere you can get a glimpse of maybe what 
eighty percent of the park or something like that outside in the in the middle of the night just because like of a, you know we might win the league and like that's a big deal. It's like I think that's the thing that kind of stuck with me about it. That's the reason I wanted to write the piece. It's the fact because like I know there's been a lot of stuff in you know the media over the last maybe six months or so about football fans you know not sticking to protocols or misbehaving and all that kind of stuff. And for me, it's just quite important that I think I wanted to show why. And obviously, there wasn't any of that. Then you know, there wasn't any you know um, vandalism or um, anti any antisocial behaviour for how that night. I mean, there were no arrests, as far as I'm aware. Um, the police, no point of police there. You know, the police were there, but I think they just gave them bin bags yeah. and they just <laughs> said, "Put all your rubbish in the bag." And, and that's you, and then they're all right, and just don't be dicks, and you know, be all right, and you know, try and keep a wee bit of a distance. But I think the thing for me, like, because I've always said this, I mean, it's the same as it. Obviously, it kind of parallels with the Ranger celebrations in George Square as well, whereby obviously that was a very public place. People were in like you know pubs and restaurants and stuff around, and were kind of like hemmed in by it because it, it, it invaded in there and all that, and it was very different. And obviously, there was lots of bother and things like that but I mean if you look at the festival one it's, it's a very Patrick Fisher way to do it where yes we did break the rules but as well as that we were really nice and put our stuff in the bin and as well as that we did it away from people so we didn't bother people with the noise and like do you know what I mean like the only people that they saw were what a couple of ducks cyclists in the canal maybe one or two steaming people on Farhill Road who were walking down the road or something you know people coming back from the shot even then it's like it's not it's like outside the building all the houses are behind there so you wouldn't really have a reason to go up there unless you were going to Farhill if you know what I mean I, I, I thought it, I really liked it so I thought it was very sweet that someone had put up a sign in the canal saying like moan the jags put your rubbish in the bags <laughs> Oh, that was very sweet. I mean, I really like that. that I really is, it, just, it really shows. It shows the club really what what we are in, in a heartbeat. It's just yeah, we will break the rules, but we're, we're not we're not vandals. We're not we're not criminals. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It did it did very much remind me of like before um COVID and stuff like that. I used to love going to closed doors games. So like Gas Cube and uh, Lesser mm. Hamden. You see like QP Lesser Hamden and all that. And obviously like the reason they're closed doors games is that they're not like graded grounds they don't have the facilities of a ground or whatever and you know you, you mm-hmm. know they can't sell tickets or whatever which is fair enough you know right so they're not allowed to advertise or sell tickets or whatever um but people go anyway because it's always a case of if there's if there's football somewhere someone will go usually me but someone mm-hmm. will go and they will find it irrespective of how secretive you keep it though all you can't keep people away and like it always felt like you're being a wee naughty kid. Do you know what I mean? Don't do not do that. And you mm. go and you sit and you're like, they can't stop here ever. And it's just like being be a wee naughty. There is a wee childish enthusiasm of being a wee naughty uh, tyke. You know, like, oh, there's, there's ragamuffins, you know, turning up to a closed door football game. And I do think there was a certain, uh, there, there's, a, there's a certain innocence of it, of going, you know, yeah, we don't we don't really care about the rules. And it wasn't done in a sort of anti-social way. It was actually just we want to go see our team. That's all we want. Why here today? Just watch it myself. Hopefully, win lift the title tonight. One, one win, man, and it's like the pros and holidays. You know what I mean? Surely they know that. Like coming out. But I mean, you could do that from home. You could watch from home, right? Ah, but it's it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not, it'll never be. See, and even just setting up the canals. It's more than just football, like that, that's, that is what it is, supporting a small team, it's more than just oh, 90 minutes of football, it's all the community stuff that comes around with it and they're just meeting their pals and all that, it's just everything that, apart from the football, makes the football pretty much is the easiest way to put it. How, how many times have you been up here this season then? Oh, a good, far too many for my liking man, you get to end of the second half and you can't feel toes in that, you're like, oh, time to go home, but You'd, die, you'd, you'd love and die for just to be on the ground with no toes, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so honestly, it's just just good to be on. Hopefully we just get it done, man. Uh, Hopefully that's the only thing you can say. But I guess it's just that whole, like... So for you, is it more about the sort of... The community sense of being sort of long inside it, you know? Once you get proper into Crystal, it becomes more than just a team. Like, even just the way, like, you go to away games and it's like, even when we're going through places like Kelly or you're walking through town, you just recognise Crystal fan, you'll just do a, a wee subtle nod or you're like, like oh, it's just that community it's more than it's more than just football it's more than 90 minutes like and it's, it's hard to explain on, until you're actually into the, uh, yeah. the way it is and it's like it's, it's just I think there's no way to explain it until you're in it and it's unbelievable and like, like just see it over the last like the last whole year I'll say a lot of fucking shit this fucking fella away 
Like, what would it mean to you personally if I this, that, come out of all that and have a good fight at the end of it? Oh, mate, see, for what I mean, uh, like, Shite I got in a way through Covid and all that And it was like oh relegation Nobody, nobody actually here cared about relegation At the point where like see yeah, when we got relegated for the Prem we were all crying and that uh, yeah. Like nobody really cried about like, getting relegated for League One Whereas now you're like buzzing to get out of it uh, And it's just one of them where hopefully it's a mentality change or not to get back up uh, Because uh, like, exactly. like, that's what it is man But I think you know when you I think when you sort of step back at it and look at it in the cold light of day It's like you know they, they did break lockdown restrictions during a pandemic, you know. I guess, I guess, so did I. I mean, I was, I was at the canal before the game, interviewing people, you know. Um, I was out, I was out the front of the stadium afterwards as well. So again, I'm not doing this to. It's just to say, like, you know, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Like, you know, the rules were broken. You know, and that was probably not a very clever thing to do during a pandemic. And full disclosure, the only reason I didn't do it is because I was working till 7 o'clock. So, if, if, if I didn't work until half, I'd have probably ended up in the canal as well. And like, yeah. I said to like a lot of my pals, it's like, if I wasn't working at that game, you know, could I honestly have said that I wouldn't be up the canal, yeah. and, you know, and all that kind of stuff? So, I almost certainly would have been there, yeah, you know? So, I'm trying to pass judgment, you know? I mean, I don't. I, I, I was kind of under fire on on Twitter because I had this like Rangers fans off uh, for going to George Square uh, when they won the league, and then I basically was like, I, I took a selfie and posted it on uh, Twitter with a with my bottle of Mad Dog going, oh, so I think it was like we were like three 0 up or something like that, and I took a selfie and literally all Rangers fans stormed my Twitter, and I was all over Rangers Twitter for like a day or something. Um, I can't. I, I'm not going to condemn what they did because. I did it, you know. I mean, I can't, I can't. I've not got a leg to stand on in, in that remark. So, you know, I mean, I, I took that into chin necessarily. But um, I obviously, have that into the back of mind. But like, yeah, it's probably the first time I was in a, a big crowd like that. Um, it was. I think it was at a time where the, the numbers were starting to the the the, the figures and that were kind of in our favour a bit, which was pretty good. Like, I think if, if it was like in, if it was like in February or March, whatever, that wouldn't have went. It would have been too risky to do it. Um, I wouldn't have been allowed out anyway, regardless if it was during March. I think it was like it was at a period where things were starting to kind of calm down a bit, which is a bit, which was good. I, I, it shouldn't have happened, obviously, but it shouldn't have done it. But um, like, I, I think it was just one of the things that was it was inevitable. You couldn't you couldn't stop people going. You know what I mean? You couldn't. It, it was all it was also going to happen. I think that the atmosphere was kind of different uh, by the way because there wasn't like people battering each other, not kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It was generally like. A, a celebration, I mean, and then you looked over at the, the, the you seen the, 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 the Rangers side of it, and obviously it's a minority, of course, um, the, the Rangers fans doing that, but beating each other, but it was like, it was just a complete contrast, you know what I mean? Like, like generally, um, they would never think that laying a hands on another, another first fan, you know what I mean? Unless you steal the last pie, mind you, but you know, whatever, like, you wouldn't, you, 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 you wouldn't, you wouldn't, um, you generally wouldn't uh, think about doing that. So yeah, definitely. I think I don't think it was just me. Um, I think there was quite a few that that had that in the back of their mind, where like we could we could get this. You know I mean? We could catch it, but it was something that you that kind of had to this. You know I mean? First, I, I was uh, I was like asking about a few of my friends that if we if, um, if we could go up. Um, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's we might do. Don't know. We'll wait and see. We we'll wait and see. And then my friend cancelled. Uh, my friend cancelled on me. Like, I think it was like a couple of days before. But my dad, my dad said anyway. He said, look, whatever happens, if you can't go, I'll take you. And I was like, right, okay, that's fine. I, I, I don't mind. Grant my dad. He's a, he's a Celtic man himself, but he's he's came to a few official games, um, with me, um, away and at home. So, um, he was like, I don't mind getting up. Like, don't don't worry about it. If you can't go, I'll take you. And I was like, right, okay, that's fine. Um, so yeah, in the end I went with my dad. Um I think he was just happy that it was like um and amongst it and it was like it was like generally you'll you'll probably never like get to get to experience this this sort of thing in a long, long time. I mean you haven't experienced in the last in a long long uh, long long time. So but my dad was like to me, like in the car, he was like like come back home. And because I, I was pure pissed, and I was like, I probably I know I shouldn't have went. Like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like pure pissed, and um, nearly like, greeting my dad was like, Look, it's fine, it's genuinely. Like, I didn't want you to miss out. Like if you, you wouldn't have went if if you know I didn't want you to go. Um, I, I wouldn't have took you simply. And, and I was like, Right, okay. But 
I generally just I think he, he enjoyed himself as well. Just that the the whole party atmosphere being there, um, being there amongst it, and um, like seeing how how like kind of well behaved the Fussell vans were as well. Like they weren't like the the police and that were there, and he um, was saying that 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 it was a good it was just a it was just a good atmosphere. Um, and he was just he was just kind of happy to be in amongst that. No, he doesn't support the, the team, you know what I mean. But he seems to have a kind of connection with it. So uh, I, I would say I would say I have some fond memories. Probably not so fond memories. Where I came him absolutely pissed. But uh, I no no I think he enjoyed himself that night. And I actually met one of my Falkirk friends, uh, one of my Falkirk friends as well. Um, and he came to the canal and amongst the Fistle fans, he uh, where the Fistle fans were standing, standing uh, stood sorry. So he was with us as well, not mentioning his name, just uh, so we can avoid a slagging. But uh, I saw so I, I was with my dad and my, my Falkirk mate. Was I, I would say I was quietly confident, but obviously, like as a Fistle fan, you've got you've got that pessimistic side to you, where you're just like we could just completely fuck this up completely. Um, I've I've been there too many. I've been I've been a first fan too many times where we've been up like three one against Ross County. We've ended up fucking drawing the game the last minute uh, equaliser or something like that. You know, I've been there as a first fan. You know, all, all the the Rangers games we went up one uh, 0 and they conceded the last minute. You just know that we just. I was confident. Obviously, you've you've got to have that confidence. But again, you just have to. For me, you always have to have it in the back of your mind that like, we could fuck this up. So. Um, uh, there, there was something there was something in there where like it was a momentum came in we, we carried uh, amazing momentum into this but it was uh, again as I've always said that you, we could have easily fucked it up you know what I mean it, it's Fissel at the end of the day Ryan Graham tries to get in the end of it now picked up by Penrice Ryan Williamson goes with him can Williamson get past him Penrice cuts it onto his left foot returns it to Williamson right hand side onto his left foot again doesn't get enough he does he gets it into the net and it's you know Zach Rodden, who puts Thistle in front with a brilliant left-footed cross from Ryan Williamson. And Rodden got enough of a header on to divert it into the corner of the goal. And after 29 minutes, Thistle won. Falkirk nil. Zach Rodden once again. First one was, um, it was Rodden, wasn't it? Um, so it was a uh, run down the right from, oh, was it Williamson? Yes, it was. Right. Uh, he swings it in, sort of. Right into the middle of the ball, it's kind of a looping cross. Rudden jumps up, and as far as I remember it, he doesn't connect with it particularly well. I think he heads it down, downwards, but I think it seems it just kind of goes in anyway. And I remember that at that point, the pressure had been building. So a corner for Penrice to take. Falker bring everybody back. Penrice takes it, goes up deep to the back post, header, oh it's blocked, it still could come to, goal! Scott Tiffany, belt it home from 14 yards, Thistle 2, Falkirk nil, 2 in a minute, Scott Tiffany, he can't stop scoring! Goal number 2 arrived about 3 or 4 minutes later, it was a corner from the left hand side, uh, the initial header was, the initial delivery was cleared but just it just kind of fell down in the box tiff was on the edge of the box he sees it just scarpers onto it latches it first time at the bottom left yeah yeah it was a it was a great great goal i i, I love that goal um obviously it's kind of overshadowed uh, by what came next no certainly and if we can get into half time two nil up then he'll be saying exactly that that it's it's not job done and that hand that's that he says on the trophy can easily be yanked off it so we'll see Penrice gives it to Graham, back to Penrice, can he get it down the right-hand side to Williamson? Yes, he can. Williamson's sporadic runs forward have not been plentiful in number, but by goodness, have they been effective. Here's Doherty to Bannigan, Bannigan back to Doherty. I think they'll be the first two names in the team sheets for next season if the two of them are still with us. Here's Brian Graham, creating a bit of space, shoots! have got more than one hand on this second League One Championship table. What an astonishing strike from Brian Graham. He couldn't have run up and placed that ball any better into the corner of the net. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it must be said that there's a, I, I, I don't know who the forward player is, the uh, centre half, it's supposedly marking Brian Graham, but it's 
unbelievable. I mean, if that that sum that goal just sums up Falkirk's collapse. I don't know where to hear it to talk about Thistle, but just the way that Graham just sort of you know, just sort of dropped deep a little bit. There's a little turn which catches the guy off guard. Fair enough, but then the guy just sort of then just kind of runs away from him and then just leaves Graham with all this space to charge into. And he goes, all right, well, don't mind if I do. Absolutely leathers it. Um, so that was like, I think that was maybe five minutes or so before half time. So at that point, you know, it's obviously there's not fans in the ground, but there's still like club directors and um, media staff and things like that. So there are still like, you know, like smatterings of applause and cheers and stuff when goals go in. Ian Bateman shouting, come on, Jags every 10 minutes. And yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are, like, there are little things like that. So there's still like little uh, sort of crowd features. But to be honest, when halftime came, I mean, I was absolutely buoyant. I mean, I'm, I'm normally trying to keep, I'm normally trying to keep very composed and cool. And like, even at Thistle games, I'm normally, you know, I don't celebrate goals or anything like that. Like, I might have a wee cheeky, like, yes, and a wee fist, fist clench, but that's about it. But at that point, I was just, oh, I was delighted. I mean, I, was, I went out for a cigarette at halftime. Uh, I'd come down the stairs. I was just, like banging the walls, going like, "Don't you know, Pumpkin? Yeah, Jack's like, oh, yeah, don't you know?" <laughs> so yeah, I was uh, a, li- a little bit raucous, I, I guess. Um, I, I, when when Tiffany's goal went in, I was feeling really good. When Graham's went in, I was convinced it was game over. Um, just because not only did we have the three goal advantage, because like it was apparent by that point that Falkirk couldn't defend. Didn't really seem to fancy the game at all, you know. It's just like, you know, if they were if they were playing a decent team, you know, and they've you know sort of you know scraped the three goals and were somehow up, then you might be a wee bit worried. But I mean, we were all over them. Like that could have been any that the score could have been anything that night. Like, you know, honestly, it could have been six or seven or eight, no bother at all. And then plays it forward up to Callum Morrison. Morrison's got three men up for Falkirk. Morrison touches it wide to Anton Dows, the ex-East Fife man. Plays it into the middle. Good block from Foster. And then he's got the presence to not listen to the shout from Jamie Stedden, but to find uh, Tiffany in a bit of space. Now it's Rudden. Rudden wide. Penrice. Williamson coming up. He doesn't go. He goes to Rudden again. Can he square it? He does. Goal! Thistle, Ryan Graham. Makes it 4-0 and he has scored in front of the Thistle uh, fans who are here, of course, out at the gate. Thistle 4, Falkirk 0. That started with Richard Foster not listening to his goalkeeper. Yeah, great one. He's in. No floor, it? He's in. Yeah! <laughs> Straight to the front. <laughs> Come on. Fucking yes. Find a way, we don't fear anyone any time, night or day. So fly the flag, keep it flying high and follow us everywhere. <laughs> that one, this, this one's for Gary Hope. <laughs> Here we come. I'll tell you something else we didn't even mention, and like I'm sure this isn't even in the highlights, but Penrice's goal that gets chopped off. Yeah. Like, have you seen this goal? Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. It's wonderful. It's so it's good. Cool. It's such a shame as well. Now that now that we know that he's left, where it's like that would have been such a a, a full stop on his special career to just have that goal. It's a fantastic goal. Because um, I, I think that was like maybe like a minute or two as well, after, or maybe within a few minutes of the second. And then obviously Graham got the other one. So at that point, it was like, you know, we're scoring essentially every three or four minutes at that point. So it was just pff, insanity. But yeah, it was, oh, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Though. But is it The incredible thing for me with the fourth goal is that, like, it starts from a Falkirk chance that gets saved and then they're just absolutely not marking anyone. And then, yeah, it's just Carl down the right. And, and it's just... Like, it just shows you the sort of the speed and pace that we were playing at, that literally it was a Falkirk attack and 30 seconds later it was in for us. And it just, yeah, a great, like, it just shows you how well as a team we were playing at that point where they were just not having so much fun with it. Uh, the ga- I think the game was a, <laughs> was a, uh, was a bit of a block to me, and that, that's not um, alcohol related. Um, we got there like 20 minutes before and it was already packed. The canal, so like, we, we found us bit. Um, but it was still like I, I remember first going in, and it was like 
Uh, we went. I wanted to be in the middle of the drive, but you generally couldn't see absolutely anything. So my dad found a wee bit to the, I think it was to the left side of it, which you could kind of see in. Um, and for like the first 20 minutes, we had a good few, but then everybody else has started piling in front of us. And we're like, right, okay, we can't, can't we can see fucking hee haw here. But uh, I know definitely, it's just one of the things where you're like, we generally, I mean, you know, might not see any game, but you just want to be in amongst it, you know what I mean? But like, I can remember, I can remember like the first goal and the second goal going in and going mental. And then like, I think, oh, we were 3 0 up, sorry, at half time. And I can just remember going a- going asking everybody, like, who scored the third goal? Who scored the fourth? Like, cause I, generally could- I generally couldn't see it. I generally, you know, couldn't see it. I didn't have a... But I had a particularly good view of like, where, the- where the goals went in, in the first half. Um, but the- I don't think I saw the, the Brian Graham, the, Brian Graham like, um, the-, the screamer that he scored to make it 3-0, I think it was. Um and I was just going, like, my dad was going, that was a fucking, that was a belter, how could you, like, that was a belter, did you miss it? I was like, I generally couldn't see it, but I, I remember the first two goals, and then, like, the rest of it was just going about asking people, like, who scored, who scored this goal, who scored that goal? And they were like, I, I don't know. I, I just remember, like, everybody going mental and just going along with the crowd, you know what I mean? But, aye, uh, <laughs> the game, the game uh, uh, was a bit of a blur uh, to me, but, um, no, def- like, uh, there's a few memories here and there, but, uh, again, it's just a bit of a blur. So, to this is great, uh, isn't it? This, uh, I don't know what to do, man. Phone it up in a title decider. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm, I'm just sitting here and I'm just kind of like... Um, what, 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 you, we, we've been so battered for so long. But these sort of things that when we have this sort of thing happen, we're like, what, what, what's the etiquette here? What is the protocol? when we're actually quite good <laughs> imagine we get seven here Matt Im- no, imagine David, David I, I want nine <laughs> I want I, I want a Clyde in the Glasgow Cup levels of just sheer humiliation the honorary president of the club Robert Reid I don't mm-hmm. know where Robert's watching from but I know Robert I've known him a long time yeah. I remember when I, I watched a game with him many years ago when he elbowed me in the ribs which is not uncommon and he turned to me and he said, we're not dominating this game the way we should. And I looked at my watch, we had played two minutes. <laughs> Robert is a nervous wreck. Will he be nervous tonight? Well, I hope, Robert, you're uh, relaxed, smiling. I know you won't be having a wee whiskey because that's not your style, but you'll be enjoying your club winning a league. And now they're on the attack again. And Brian Graham's looking to see if he can make it five. Well, we must do. We do. We do make it five. It is. And another goal for the Jags. Joe Cardle touches it in from close range. I'm just wondering if Penrice's effort has actually crossed the line, but it definitely stopped beforehand. And Joe Cardle, look who's up there. We talk about this. Jamie Sneddon's up there in front of the Thistle fans who are crowded out on the uh, crowded out on the bank. Thistle five, Falkirk nil. James Penrice's effort blocked in the goal line, but Joe Cardle falling up touches it home from. Close range. Yeah. <laughs> I was on mute. I was on mute for about two minutes. So I didn't even realise I was talking away. Didn't even realise I was on mute. Absolutely buzzing. Have you seen the Falkirk thread on Pine Bovril? No. I, I know. I'm, I'm saving it for full time because I have a big can I read, bottle of prosecco. Yes. Yes. Can I read two of them to you. Gaz posted one minute ago. I hate every single employee of our club. (laughs) Collins out. Posted just now. It's like watching your dog get pumped. (laughs) Get well soon. Falkirk FC. Are we getting the trophy today? I want Ian McCall's hat on the trophy. I want Alan Archibald on the trophy. And Stuart Bannigan on the trophy. (laughs) I want Stuart Bannigan doing a fucking ground tour. I like Queen of the South and Dingwall, man. <laughs> a six-part BBC Scotland documentary of Scott ba- Stuart Bannigan getting it right up all these wee huddy clubs. <laughs> Get them setting off smoke bombs outside the SFA office. <clears throat> so, yeah, we, we were given advance notice. Uh, like, we knew it wasn't going to happen that day anyway. Um, to us, I think it makes sense. Um, uh, to us, I was very pleased about that, just purely for the sake of print deadlines because 
if there's a whole trophy celebration to get through, then that could be a bit of a squeeze trying to fit everything, uh, get everything filed for the paper in time. So, no, I, I thought it made sense to sort of split out over two days. Um, I did think it was weird they did it on a, it was a Thursday morning, Wednesday wasn't it? Wednesday morning, the presentation. Yeah. The Wednesday morning, that's right, yeah. <clears throat> that, that was, you know, obviously a bit weird. Um, again, it was quite cool. I, I got, you know, it was a nice day. Again, I was lucky enough to get to go along, get to meet a couple of the players. Um, but no, just, I, thought, I thought that was probably the right call. Um, from my perspective, just purely from a professional basis, of it makes my life a lot easier. If <laughs> those are two different events than one big one that's all happening 20 minutes before I need to fight on a piece. You know? Yeah, um, I know. It's, like one, it's the, the yin and yang of, <clears throat> um, yes, you're, get, you're getting to watch Fissel lift a trophy, but as well as I've really got a deadline in 20 minutes that I need to hit. Um, it's the mm. it's, a, it's the curse of adulthood, isn't it? Um, of responsibility. Uh, <laughs> exactly. so at least yeah, if you yeah. do it on Wednesday morning, that's great. That's fine. Um, I get to lie in <laughs> till about half ten, and I can scroll over. Also, want to say a big thank you. As there goes the final whistle, Partick Thistle are champions of the SPFL League One. Referee did not play more than one minute injury time, and Thistle win it by uh, five goals to nil. Christopher, it's been uh, it's been a night that Thistle have done it very much the unThistle way. Yeah, we've made sure of it, and um, the main difference for journalists from the media perspective has been the way that the post-match interviews are conducted. So normally what happens is there's essentially there's two press conferences after the game. There's one for the broadcast press and there's one for the print media. So broadcast will go, tend to go first. They'll do that, then they'll come over and speak to print media and then we'll sort of divvy up and decide, you know, um, when it's going to get uh, used and all that kind of stuff, when we're going to embargo it or and stuff like that. So the main change this season has been that so every club now does it differently because the way these post-match press conferences would work, you'd not, you've probably seen them before where a manager's just talking and there's a huddle of, you know, eight, nine, ten people around them all leaning forward with their dictaphones just, you know, try to shout and answer, ask questions. Obviously, with COVID restrictions, you can't do that at the moment. So every club has been doing it differently. Thistle's solution has been to do essentially a Zoom call. So after the game, uh, the manager will go into the, into the ground, into the stadium, and then sit in front of a computer and then you essentially phone all of us sitting up the back of the stand on our computers um so that that's probably the biggest thing and it's not great because obviously you know you like to be in person to interview people it's a bit more uh, you get better answers in my opinion um at, you know, the Falkirk game was the one game we actually got to speak to them in person so that was uh, that was nice so rather than doing it via zoom um essentially like we sort of went down the front of the stand that time we all put our dictaphones down we stand back and he came over to the pitch and just sort of spoke to us for a few minutes so that that was nice that that that's a system they do at some other clubs as well um that's it it's one of these things every club does it differently you know <laughs> particularly right now with covid and all that so uh, but yeah we did get to speak to him we got to speak to him and we got to speak to the players in person that day and on the day of the trophy presentation so that was a that was a really nice treat and obviously you know the fact that the, at that time the cases were going down it was a bit safer environment and all that so yeah it was nice So immediately after the full-time whistle rang, um, you know, McCall, first thing he did was he went upstairs and phoned his mum because it was his mum's birthday, which is very nice, yep. obviously. Very sweet. And then afterwards, when he, came to, when he came back to the office, walked across the park to come and speak to us. 
first thing he did was um, you know, went into the went into the stand and gave Jackie Lowe like a really big, big, uh, really big hug. You know, a couple of other directors. You know, they were, like the thing that struck me was it was very. He seemed very emotional, very emotional. Um, and to be honest, I, I've not. I don't remember seeing the manager like that before. Not since I've been covering the club anyway. Um, he was clearly very proud, but clearly the. I think the victory obviously meant a lot to him afterwards. He said it was because, you know, of how much this means to him, and you know, after the last year, and it's been really terrible and all that kind of stuff. But I thought it was—I thought it was really quite heartwarming, though, just seeing um, both McCall and Jackie just like hugging out, like you know, you know, a wee bit teary in their eyes. It was just—it was, it was very—it was a very sweet moment. You know, I, th- I thought it was very nice. I think in the Falkirk game, I think that night I got a wee bit carried away, to be honest. Yeah, I tried to jump on the pitch to speak to, who was it? It was Zach Rudden. Zach Rudden. <laughs> the, 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 I remember watching back the uh, highlights on YouTube and it's a bit at the end where you can see me like jumping over the uh, the barrier <laughs> at the side of the park, you know, making it a couple of steps onto the pitch, then getting quickly told to get off, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, wait, wait, wait at the side of the park and the players will come to me. But I guess I was just giddy from riding that title winning it's high. A, it's a great, a great cover story, isn't it? I'm away to interview Zach Grudden, get his thoughts as opposed to I am a Thistle fan and I'm doing a pitch invasion because we've won the title. <laughs> <laughs> this is the home and away matches and he's absolutely over the moon over there, giving it uh, big licks with the, uh, with, the, with the scarf. But I think all of us are absolutely delighted with the way that Thistle have gone about their business. They're now going to all get together. They're all stripped up. And they're all going to go to the Canal Bank. Not actually to the Canal Bank, but they're going to go up to the wee gap and they're going to say a big thank you to to, the, to those that have come out to support tonight. Yeah, um, you can see how much it means to all the players. And um, I, it was just, it was just great that they acknowledged us for the for the for the hard support. I mean, we've had to watch, um, but home and away games on stream for the past fucking how uh, since the start of the season since October. Maybe even a bit before that, and then uh, it was just it just felt good that they they acknowledged, they acknowledged that great support throughout the season. They were kind of thankness for it. it. It did make you feel like a part of the the the, the squad about you know what I mean that they were all in this together and all that kind of stuff. And like um, they were kind of like like um, that they were appreciative for for the support that we gave them. Um, it just kind of it gave you a taste for like what what it was like to be in the stadium. Cause I, like I said, my like I said to myself, you know what I mean? Like uh, if fans were allowed in that day, um, that that would have been like a Morton esque crowd. You know what I mean? That, that uh, for the for, for when James uh, James Craig scored that goal that night, um, that would have been Furhill would have been absolutely bouncing that night. And um, I did so it would it was like they were I think it was like um, just giving you a taste of what it would be like. Um, at, if it was if it was a sale, you know what I mean, like pre pre COVID times. Post-match thoughts, just unbelievable. Can't even probably put it into words. That was just fantastic. What a game, what a performance. Never did I think we would do it in that style. I was getting quite emotional watching that and just, oh, I wish I'd been up in the bank with the guys. Um, Covid nightmare, no doubt, but who cares? Uh, Such a shame the fans weren't in the ground. Players look as if they are having such a fantastic time on the pitch there. Amazing goals, really, really amazing goals and... What a performance, just to be able to relax watching a Thistle game. Just brilliant. Cannot wait to get back. And um, congratulations, everybody. Huge achievement. Get it right up, you SPFL. I think it was just like uh, I think that I think there was kind of uh, I don't know I, I, I don't know whether it was planned or not, but 
Um, I think I just had a I had a feeling because I was at my dad. It was like uh, um, like they might they, they might go down there. I think that everybody just kind of had that feeling where they were um, they were they were going to head that way um, and congregate that way and kind of see the players and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I never, I never, I never expected that amount of people that descended onto Far Hill Road, and there was people like that weren't attending the game as well came to Far Hill Road to like, celebrate. Um, so I think we were kind of everybody just moved um, together. Um, that on everybody just descended together on on the Far Hill Road. Um, after that, so I, I don't know, I, I don't know if um, it was like a, a joint decision, but I think everybody had a feeling that was something that was going to happen anyway. We are going up, say we are going up. We are going up, say we are going up. Yes, get the nail. Uh, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> Road was a bit, uh, it was a bit of a blur again. Um, but no, I, I, um, I remember like banging, banging the fuck out of a bus stop, fucking dingy. You know what I mean? Um, I remember doing that a few times. <laughs> Because I, I remember I was like my dad at first. I was like, I was like to my dad, I was like, do you hang back? Do you hang back? Like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, 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 I would ask my dad permission if I could go into the crowd. He was like, on you go. My dad was like, you're, I literally just looked away like for one minute and then the, the next he was completely gone in the middle <laughs> and amongst it. Um, <laughs> I, it was amazing. My, my, my Falkirk made stay, uh, stayed to the end as well. He he came to Furthill Road for a bit for for um, for the celebrations and that as well and he was saying it was pretty good. I don't know if he was fucking celebrating, mind you, but um, he, I, I got a wee photo of him and like just seeing everybody, like that was the whole thing. Like, even even in the canal, it's just seeing familiar faces, you know what I mean? Faces you have no seen uh, since... The, 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 since the last game, since the 12th of March, uh, the 12th of March, the 10th of March, um, 2020, the the the, the, the game against some firm at Farrell, it was that, that was generally the first time you've seen you've seen people that you, that, you, that you are used to for years and years and years. I just seen them, ask them how they're doing, hugging them and all that, probably even kissing them as well, and all that kind of stuff. Just just it was just a party atmosphere. Um, I mind um one obviously like when you're you were steaming at like half three in the morning and I'd right. asked you send me a video so I could put it in for the podcast <laughs> episode and you sent me one and there's one of you and it's literally four seconds you just you're going yeah I just I just that was it that was it yeah it's coming yeah it's getting out it was just it was doing what you were doing like like pre COVID times but on 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 Road you know what I mean like hugging people and all that kind of stuff and telling them how much you love you. I remember it was uh, with, uh, I remember one of the, one of the, this isn't Far Hill Road, mind you, but this is up in the canal. Um, I was up, uh, um, Ian McCall's son, Edson, was up there and I was peer hugging him. Like, I was pissed at this point and this was full time and it was like when everybody was starting to meet each other and all that kind of stuff and I was just hugging him saying, I fucking love your dad, I fucking love your dad, you know what I mean? Yeah, hugging him and all that. Um, <laughs> I, generally, it was brilliant but I, Far Hill, Far Hill Road, that, that's probably, it was probably better than the canal. Just, just seeing everybody celebrating, hugging each other, and seeing the players like properly, like you felt you were a part of it. Like and amongst it, with the players at like the the Aitken, that's the I, I normally, I know, but I know it's a club suite, but uh, I the Aitken, uh, just seeing, just seeing the players at the windows, and that generally felt they were part of it as well. And like seeing like the uh, the players taking the the fans' phones and all that, and video, video, like taking videos themselves and all that, like, but uh, like the players and all that, it was, it was brilliant. Um, it was probably generally one of the best nights of my life. I, I, I've, I've tried to speak to a few of them about this, but they're all very coy about uh, about what the, how the rest of the night went. What happens and, in Vegas um, stays in Vegas, all that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's like I was also after the game. Yeah, they were down, you know, slapping the windows and the, the fog pans and all that, and um, you know, everyone's been having a lovely old time. Uh, after that, though, yeah, the guys, I don't know, after the um, after the trophy presentation they had a big night out as well uh or maybe not i think they went out just you know booked up uh, a room somewhere or something like that but i don't know much about the celebrations to be honest man i'd be lying if i said i did uh all i know is that they all seem to have a pretty good time but i think we can also take uh, the fact that the montrose game which was on the 
following Tuesday, I think. It's a, it's a Thursday, that would been Tuesday. You'll have noticed there was quite a few first-team players missing that day. Um, I don't think you have to be a genius to figure out why. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, certainly from uh, the... the the ferocity with which Jane Penrice sang A Little Respect by Erasure on the karaoke, you have to say they, they very much maybe had a shandy or two, definitely. Um, yes, uh, I think so, yes. Their um, vibrations were involved. I want Brian Welsh like Andrea Bocelli. Out on the pitch, singing like at Leicester. Aye, who's our equivalent of Bocelli for Ian McCall? Amy McDonald. Get Amy McDonald on the pitch, man. Absolutely. So I don't know about guys, going to stop you scoring goals. Whoa, double winner. You've, you've talked before on the podcast about how you used to have. You, you you used to be a total wreck when you went to mm-hmm. games that like you would go yeah. to like, the toilet and have to leave at half time and all that and have your panic yeah. attacks and all that so like not joking Kieran when they told me that you were going I was like fucking hell like Kieran's <laughs> actually going I was like man this is a guy who like had a panic attack at the toilets mm-hmm. at Far Park and he left because he just couldn't handle it and like you've talked before about all that and I was mm-hmm. like actually going I was, and I was pure, like proud of you I was just like Fair play, man. Like I remember, like we we offered to give you like, lifts to like, away games and stuff like that before, and you were a bit like, mm, no, and you're all, all very. Even you said afterwards, you're like, you're yeah. just a bit funny about like going out and like the you know, experience and your things are like being with people you don't necessarily know that much and kind of all that. And like I was, I was, I was like, fair enough. So uh, how did that feel? Obviously, from like coming from where you were like years ago to now, how how did that feel? Um, it felt. I think I've kind of. The, the more kind of fussle games I've been to, um, I think I've been, uh, I've just kind of getting used to it, you know what I mean, like the, the bigger crowds and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't really affect me as much as it does, obviously I, I do still get anxious and all that kind of stuff when I'm in crowds and I did kind of feel that, but um, I think the alcohol probably helped that uh, helped that as well, mind you, because I remember it, <laughs> I, I remember it, I remember it full time, um, and they were setting off fireworks and that, and it generally, I think the first one I got a bit scared, I was like, oh, you know, what, what the fuck was that, but I was, I was generally absolutely fine, I think it was just, the adrenaline and the the atmosphere that I was in, that I was I was just happy to be there, and I it was it was just it was just amazing. I shocked myself. I shocked myself being there. Like even like when they're setting off the pyro, and I, I wouldn't have been anywhere near that like years ago. Mm-hmm. Like maybe even like two or three years ago. Um, but now um, I'm obviously I'm not going to be a pure maniac setting off pyro and everything. You know what I mean? But um, like, it was it was good. You know what I mean? Um, and. I, I I was even saying I was even saying that that, that night like I'm doing like, I was like that I, I, that that wouldn't have I wouldn't have been anywhere near that with the fireworks I would have been away um like I, I would I would have left you know what I mean um so I I definitely did did feel proud of myself uh, proud of myself in that aspect um but I it, it was good it was good. To end the episode, we asked Thistle fans to submit voice notes on the night reacting to the win, so we'll finish with our favourite submissions from the fans. What a game. I can't think of a better way to win the league than uh, a performance like that. Um, It's one of those where even at uh, 3-0 up at half-time, that's where when Falkirk came back into it. I thought, well, this is this is one of these ones that could could go spectacularly thistle um, if we if we lose one here. But um, they absolutely deserved the, the performance that they, they, they put in, and uh, yeah, it's just incredible. Um, you know, I would I would never have seen this happening. Um, if you'd said that this was going to happen after the, the first sort of seven or eight games of the, the season, then I probably wouldn't have believed it to be honest. But uh, 
uh, congratulations to everyone. Commiserations to Falkirk's fans. Um, you know, have had a tough time of it. Um, Gary Holt might be an umpty, but for Falkirk fans, I feel bad for them um, having to stay in League One forever. But um, rather them than us, to be honest. And I'm glad that we're back up in the Championship, ready to go again next season. I'm not quite sure how you put all that into words. The way we looked a few weeks ago, the state the whole club was in a few weeks ago. And you look at us tonight, an outstanding professional performance. It was it's, it's just incredible. I'm not sure anyone can quite put their finger on what changed. I know some people point towards Scott Tiffany's signing and how beneficial that's been. But it can't just be one player coming and changing the whole atmosphere of an entire club. And maybe, you know, a lot of us didn't give Ian McCall credit. He had a massive overhaul. He did talk about mentality of, of players when he first arrived. Maybe he's just starting to change that now. And maybe, maybe we've got a brighter future ahead of us. Wonder Jacks. Hey guys, this is Jan Spans from Amsterdam again. Um, I don't think that anybody would have seen this coming. You'd expect big games and party festival to be nervy stuff, to be squeaky bum to be jittery but it was none of that whatsoever it was relatively comfortable view and they absolutely destroyed Falkirk um so yeah many congratulations go to Ian McCall and his team they were very unfairly uh, treated last season and then they've stuck to the task at hand they kept their heads up and now they've completed the task in brilliant fashion so well done to them that was an absolutely fantastic job they did tonight um, I think this part of Thistle side could do some real damage in next season's championship. But that's all thought for later on. I think every Jagger around the world is just having a very, very good night tonight. Um, and I'm no exception myself. I only just wish to say many congratulations to every Jagger around the world and get a fuck in there, boys. Boys, I'm not going to lie. I may have consumed five or six pints during that game. One of those beer machines is not a good idea to have in your house. But um, that was amazing. I, just, I, I can't quite believe we made it that easy. That's not the Thistle way. Um, been watching Thistle for 20 years and that's just not the way we do things. Um, I thought Penrith on the right was unbelievable. Um, I thought Rudden just worked so, so hard. Um, I mean, I'm kind of limited here to what, a minute or something. Um, Brian Graham was incredible. I thought Banning covered every blade of grass. The defence mopped up absolutely everything. They didn't offer anything. Um, but I, I thought we were tremendous. I thought we were great from start to finish. And um, Kudos to everybody that, that went up the canal tonight. It looked, um, it looked incredible from some, some of the pictures and videos I've been sent. So, yeah. Um, Alexa, play We Are The Champions. We are the champions. Remastered 2011 by Queen from Darren Spotify. There it is, boys. David, it's been a pleasure watching this season with you. I would have much rather watched it in the ground with you, but as far as watching it from home goes, the conclusion couldn't have gone much better. I'm so happy. I'm a little bit drunk. What a football team. God bless Ian McCall. God bless Alan Archibald. God bless Stuart Bannigan. Come on, the Far Hill Jags. Oh, that is one of the best games of football I've seen as a Partick Thistle fan, and I'm 62 years old. Incredible stuff, magnificent, magnificent stuff. All hail the mighty Partick Thistle. I've got my groove on, and I'm ready to go. This episode of Draw, Lose or Draw was edited by David Forrest with contributions in alphabetical order from... Kieran Ashton, James Kearney, David Forrest, Cammy Gray, Alison Greer, Matt Greer, Brian Gregg, Alan McMillan, Manpreet Singh, Jan Willem Spans, and Darren Thompson. Thanks to Josh Anderson, James Kearney, and Kieran Ashton for contributing videos, and thanks to Brian Welsh and Partick Thistle Football Club for allowing us to use club footage. Stay safe, buy a season ticket, and register your social bubble so we never need to go to the canal to watch a game again.
Our tactical analysis of this game is going to be a shambles, isn't it? We were fucking amazing. How classy. The end. (laughs) For once. For once in our our miserable lives. The boys have done it. This is class. (laughs) I can get used to this. I know. I think we deserve this. Like, don't want to sort of blow smoke up our own arses, man. But see, for all the trips to fucking Inverness and Dingwall on a Tuesday night, watching us get absolutely pumped, paying like money to watch us draw with Forfa on a stream, watching every game during lockdown, putting up with this absolutely relentless shite for four years, we deserve this one good thing. <laughs> but just that one good thing. Aye, I know. <laughs> I'll take eighth next season. Take eighth. Ah, yeah, bite your hand off for eighth. Well, yeah, let's be eighth. honest. But comfortable eighth. No shite. Um, no shite. Um, a comfortable eighth. Like, safety aye. confirmed, like six games to go, but playing it out eighth, aye. No going to the last days or anything. Fuck that for a laugh. 